nothing to do but listen to ASMR and rethink your life choices. Well, now you have another thing to do, listening to our pubescent voices talk about something we're well-versed in, social isolation. Welcome to Six Feet Apart, the podcast where we're actually six miles apart. I'm your host, Ian, here with Marcos. Hello, hello, hello. Luke. Hola. And is there someone else? I feel like I always forget this. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> <laughs> and Nate. We're here with Nate, too. Ahoy, matey. That was, that was good. Ian. Um... But Ian, you're completely wrong. We are ASMR, so there's no need to go anywhere else other than listening to this podcast right here, right now. Oh, yeah. Um, so the, I have a couple of announcements now that our last episode uh, started popping off. So first, I'd like to thank all of our new listeners that for some reason, literally only listen to our third podcast episode. Um, there are two other episodes. So if you'd like to listen to those, they're not as good, but please still listen to them. Uh, Cause we went from, I'd say about like 50 to 889 total plays in, within the course of a week or less than a week. So thank you for everybody listening. <laughs> Next up we have Twitter. So we have a Twitter account Ian, would you like to talk about that? I guess if I have to, it's a Twitter account um, on Twitter. I forgot the handle. It's a, <laughs> <laughs> it's a part. We're all really good at it. It's job. at a part underscore six. So yes, follow us on Twitter. Ian just woke up everyone. Yes. Yeah, I'm literally in bed um, right now. And he's in bed. Yeah. So uh, if he's not very talkative today, then Oh, I'll bad. be talkative. Just nothing... Nothing meaningful. <laughs> so additionally... Oh, so I, like regular Ian. We're yeah, all good. Don't yeah. worry. So additionally, and, and our next announcement is we're almost to a thousand total plays. And so hopefully we can increase that uh, because we just are... I mean, we are, the amount of people listening to us now has just skyrocketed within the last week. So maybe we can keep going. So moving on to our... Next topic, so our hobby update. For per- personally, for me, I've not been able to ride my electric skateboard outside because <laughs> it's been raining. No. And um, yeah. In case you're not from Oklahoma, you must realize that we have weather which doesn't like to be defined. So we can go from eighty degrees to tornadoes, to snow, to yeah. thirty-seven degrees this yes. morning, to. It feels great outside. I'll never forget the weekend being like <clears throat> 75 degrees and then it's snowing like a Monday and Tuesday. Yeah. It was crazy. Yeah. So that's essentially how our wet. I, I will say though, it's been quite rainy this last week. It's been like, it, yeah, it rains I know. at night specifically. I told Ian this story, but yeah. I, I, did, did you, did I tell you this, Ian? Probably not. I went outside on my porch late at night to like take these trash cans down. Oh yeah. So that, you know, they could be picked up the next morning. I didn't know it had been raining that night at all. So I, I step on my front porch and I have like these steps going down. They're pretty steep. And I slip on the top one and tumble the way down and land on my back and my tailbone at 1am. And I'm just like laying there for a little while. I was like, man, that sounds not... so painful. Yeah. It, it really hurt and it still hurts, but I don't think I didn't do any like serious damage to it, so I think we're good. 
good. <laughs> it scared it scared me for sure. I was like laying. I was like, hopefully I haven't done anything bad. <laughs> yeah. This reminds me of a video I saw of an older woman in a wheelchair, one of those ones that automated electric ones trying to go through to a part of a mall that was cut off because of the coronavirus. And she, she just ran herself into a, like a rope basically that was cutting off that area, flipped her wheelchair over and she was just stuck. Oh my gosh. And I'm sorry to laugh at this, especially if any of our listeners are in a similar situation, but they're listening to it right now as they're like I, stuck I, at a mall. <laughs> like, damn, these assholes. I've fallen and I can't get up. That's what I imagine her and Luke doing. <laughs> this All week's right. episode is sponsored by Life Alert. <laughs> get one today. <laughs> anyway, but the weather has really prevented me from going outside as much for these past couple days. So I haven't been doing any photography. So instead, I've been reading and working for extended hours on the newspaper website coding and designing and stuff and updating um with the latest news which we'll talk about later yeah what about duolingo oh uh, i got my streak back so that's okay. good but i so you lost, lost your streak and then you got it back i lost my streak i'm not gonna win i'm not advancing to another league this week i'll have to wait till next week because i've just it's been shot my chances so i was trying to focus on chinese like prepping for my chinese exam that i had and you know i just sort of fell behind on like keeping up with actual like just duolingo so speaking of which me and ian have both taken our chinese how did it go test <laughs> how, did it, how did it go for you ian yeah so it was over zoom it was the oral assessment and the more i went the more disappointed she was in her tone so I was like, uh-oh, four years for this. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Oops. Yeah. She, uh, I kept having to ask her to be like, I was like, I kept having to ask her to re- repeat herself in Chinese. And by the end of it, she was like, she's like, you really shouldn't have asked me that many times. I was like, I'd rather understand what you said than just try and guess. Like, I, I, I don't know. Hmm. Oh, well. For everyone, this is the teacher that tried to get them to, go to her house to do their internal assessment in person during the pandemic, even though all the schools are closed and it is against the mayor's executive and governor's executive orders. Did the governor do it as well? I thought it was just the mayor. Did Stitt? I don't think Stitt did that. (laughs) Stitt extended his orders throughout the entire state. And I don't, I I don't know off the top of my head. I can't even keep track. Definitely in Tulsa. Though. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. Um, Ian, how are, you, how are you doing on your hobbies? What's the point of asking me anymore? The answer is always the same. <laughs> it's like um, Minecraft. Uh, Minecraft. Minecraft. That's it. Okay, so. <laughs> okay. I love I love Ian's productivity. Yeah. It's amazing, really. Thank you. I try to get stuff done, and yeah. hundred percent productivity. I, I love it. Want to die? Okay, hey, to, really, it's more to... like your intentions, right? Of like getting something done that matter, rather than whether or not you get it done. Ian has he is selling himself short. He's been working a little bit on a little bit. Emphasize a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> 
which is our which is our school's peer to peer tutoring um, service. Um, so we worked on getting our website up and going, making sure that a form is ready for people who need help in school when we start back up on Monday. That was all you, Nate. You did that. No, you made the form. I made the form. I made a Google form. <laughs> Hard at work. Ian, I have a question for you. Ian. Okay. How are your neighbors? Because, like, are you still spying on them? Uh, no, I put my telescope away, but I like to think that dude, they're doing good. Okay. Everyone in my neighborhood is like 70 years old. Um, okay. So who knows? Right. But have you brought out the binoculars? I think I broke them. <gasps> Honestly, I don't know what's wrong with them. Did you them. break them on the trip? I can't focus. No, I was like out. I was out looking like at this really good spot. Um, I was looking over the city. It's kind of like outside the city. And I was looking over with my binoculars and I was like, that's really cool. And then for some reason, I thought it would be a good idea to like press down on one of the lenses. Oh, no. The lens kind of like disadjusted. Oh, no. Or whatever the word is. The um, story is really boring. And I don't know why I'm telling it. But I basically just, the, they can't focus now. So, okay. May yeah. your binoculars rest in peace. Thank you. So on to other news. Let's go to our news section. Ooh, my favorite. So um, the U.S. has surpassed every other country in number of total cases, if China is telling the truth. Um, USA, USA. Today is China's day of mourning, but they're trying to keep it not to, trying to reduce its publicity, essentially, so that people aren't too sad about It can't get too sad. I can't, let them, I can't let them get too sad. Um. It's spreading at a decent rate here. I, I definitely believe that social distancing has slowed quite a bit, like at least the spread yeah. of it. Yeah. But the CDC is a f- finally recommending that Americans, when going out in public, wear cloth masks or some other face protection. Mm. Um. So maybe it will become a bit more normalized for someone to wear a mask in a grocery store. I know that when I've seen people with masks, I still kind of stare at them. We're just not used to it. Mm. Um, Yeah, it takes me off guard like a little bit every time. It just just still feels a little odd to me. But don't worry. Donald Trump essentially said, I'm not going to do it. You can do it, but you don't have to do it in regards to the masks. Nice. So... um, (laughs) Look to him for guidance. He's always has really great yes. advice. He's a reasonable man. Just the the, the clear thoughts that come and out the, of his mouth. The spectacular. Yeah, it's yes. just amazing. I mean, really. All all bright. Um. So that's why he also fired um the inspector general for the intelligence community here in the United States, who is responsible for determining that the whistleblower with Ukraine and everything like that was a credible um, whistleblowing complaint, which led to, you know, his impeachment and increased efforts for oversight. So now he's out. He gave his the one month notice to Congress, which he's supposed to give before firing him or whatever, and then put him on administrative leave. He's essentially fired, even though it's not supposed to happen for Hmm. 30 days. But if you want if you want to look for signs of a of corruption of bad things 
look to when people die or are fired from positions that are responsible for telling the public when something is wrong. Nice. Nice. Yes. Truly a great precedent. So (laughs) what, what else is happening in the news? The census. Oh yeah. We could have talked about this in the past episodes, but it's already past census day on April 1st. So if you haven't filled out the census and you're listening, you should do that now at my2020census.gov. At least if you're in the U.S. And yeah, this is a lot of people don't see the importance of this, but it determines the census determines everything from how many representatives your state and district has to how much money is given to your local authorities to build things like bridges and hospitals. Um, plus, it's the most useful like historical records for um, researchers in the coming mm. centuries. So we still look back at census data from, you know, the very beginning of the United States and use it for so many important things. And the same thing will happen in the future, but locally our school yeah, starting Monday. finally. I got to be honest. That was, I was upset about that. I, I they said that what they were going to do is just give us an assignment once a week and then now they're like okay now you're gonna like we're gonna meet twice a week for about what is it four three hours it's it's not super long but it's yeah yeah well it's your expected like workload would each day would be a one hour of being online um like with a teacher or something and then two hours of working independently yeah I, I, I honestly don't understand because they're not, they've stated they're not going to grade anything. Our so grades can't go down. So if you have a B yes. or an A, they can't drop a letter grade. They can only go up. And the only way they go up is not by putting grades in the grade book, but by like showing your effort and the quality of your work to your teacher. And then somehow they're going to bump your grade up. So I don't know how. So it's, it's essentially swim. Where it's like, hey, if you show up, your your grade can go down. Your grade okay, can go like, down. I know, but in swim, it's, it's essentially like, hey, show up, and you'll get a good grade. Well, at the end of the year, we do have a final that's worth like five hundred points. Okay, for yeah, some but the reason, final is so. insanely easy because it's literally like, uh, what you what's coach's name? If you if you can answer that question, you literally get an A. I, I miss. It's true. Most people don't. Most people mess it up though because they know, can't I spell missed it right. like nine questions <laughs> and then got that question right and still got more higher than a hundred percent. I don't know. I got a hundred on that, Marcus, because all it was is like, what's twenty seconds after yeah. a minute? Like, <laughs> to figure out the shot clock. Yeah, because I, oh I literally God. like I missed nine questions and then still got like a one oh six. So if you know, Marcus. I, there's a little fact about me and Marcos. We used to want to do a podcast a yeah. long time ago, about was a, about a year ago, and we, and we couldn't. We got all the equipment and stuff, and we couldn't figure out what we were going to do. Like, and it just yeah. what was it supposed to be? It was supposed to be like sports, right? Yeah. Like high school sports, but like it's, interesting. It's stuff. kind of what I don't remember what it was. This podcast, essentially, yes. And it's the mic I'm currently using that that I uh, right. had gotten. Way back when, and it's the same. It's the same, um, like stuff. Like are we still using Anchor? Which, if you haven't listened to our advertisement, please do. It gives us money <laughs> yeah. for college. So let's. College. Yes, we are all broke. 
or coffee. Very, very equal yes. importance. You know, today, this morning, I was actually going to not drink That's any coffee. And then we started to record this, and, well, I have a mm-hmm. mug in my hand right yeah. now. So The way things go. Mm-hmm. Um, are well, we ready to move on? To our next section, debatable. There's a new story that we yeah. have to discuss in this yeah. section. Well, actually, I, I decided to surprise you all and bring in an oh, additional boy. debatable topic. Oh, surprise. So that we have two debatable times two. You know how our logo is like yes. a foot times six? This is debatable well, times two, but it's, it's not a, a logo for debatable. It's, it's just the word D. debatable. Oh, yeah. D2. Anyway, um, so someone say A or B, and B. that will decide which one we talk about first. D? B. Did you just say D, Marcos? Okay. I thought you were going to try to make a joke. Anyway, a joke. okay, but that's our original Ian topic that you all know about. Was it was joke, so yeah. funny. Everyone laughed. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm just going to put laugh tracks after everything. Anyways. You can't stop me. Our debatable topic... <laughs> Our debatable topic is the firing by the U.S. Navy, specifically the acting secretary of the Navy, um, of the captain of the USS Theodore Roosevelt, Captain Crozier. I'm not sure how to say his name. But in essence, the situation is that the coronavirus began to spread on the aircraft carrier, the USS Roosevelt, and he was requesting to his superiors that something be done, that um, the ship was docked and that everyone was, or everybody except for essential personnel was taken off and self-isolated. And he wrote a memo about this, a letter, which was shared with like 25 people or whatever um, within the military. But somehow it was released or leaked to the press so I think it was the San Francisco Chronicle or whatever, first reported on it. Um, and later the USS or the acting secretary announced that he would be fired because he had lost confidence in him. Even though, to clarify, there's no proof, as far as we know, that he was the one who leaked the, the letter. So the question is, what do we think about this? Is there, what, how do we balance um, like the need in the military for, you know, a strict and formal chain of command plus just, you know, doing the right right. thing. I I personally don't understand why he got fired because like he did what was necessary Mm -hmm. to save his crew. And yet like people that typically do that because he sent out an an email to like several, what was it like 20 or 30 people that, probably shouldn't have known about it or at least the extent of it. And then it caused a panic among the crew and their families back home. And which led to, you know, like it getting kind of out of hand. I mean, morally, yeah, he did the right thing. He got them to act on it. Right. But you know, I mean, that morally isn't what the military wants. all the time. I don't think that that's enough cause to fire someone though. I mean, yeah. Well, the, one important thing with the Navy is that, or I mean, with any military, is that a sense of organization is upheld. And I think 
exactly this situation is what they try to avoid all the time. Like right now, the public is criticizing the military. There's, um, you know, news articles everywhere, everything like that. And that's specifically what they want to prevent by ensuring that everything goes through the right official channels, even if it's ineffective mm-hmm. and possibly yeah. causing deaths. I guess, so if, if he had put it through the official channels, people could have died, but he right. wouldn't be fired. So the question is, do you risk your job for people's lives? I, th- I guess really the heart of this debate is how much is a life worth? Because... Like, is it worth sacrificing sailors yeah. for is it... to uphold that? You know, I don't, I don't know. This is, I'll read something he wrote to give us some context um, in this memo or letter or whatever it's called. Um, he writes, we are not at war. Sailors do not need to die. If we do not act now, we are failing to properly take care of our most trusted asset, our sailors. So I, I guess, I mean... As long as long as because he when he like released his sailors onto land, as long as that was all controlled, I th- I would have been fine with it. As long as it like the sailors aren't spreading the disease or the virus to people on land, that's fine. But if mm-hmm. you just like release them into the public, well, then you're just screwing everybody over. Yeah, no, and that's not he was he was essentially wanting. Um, or this is what he wrote, I'll just quote, decisive action is required, removing the majority of personnel from a deployed U.S. nuclear aircraft carrier and isolating them for two weeks may seem like an extraordinary measure. A portion of the crew, approximately 10%, would have to stay aboard to run the reactant plant, sanitize the ship, and store security and provide for contingency response to emergencies. This is a necessary risk. Yeah. But... Essentially, they want to move them, secure individualized lodging for the crew. Okay, so I, I think, think the, like, Sorry. I'm sure he was feeling pressure from those on the ship to tell, like, that are telling him, like, hey, we need to, like, like especially, the, like, the medical professionals on the ship, they're, I'm sure they were telling him, like, hey, we need to get people on land so that they can get proper aid because we are we don't have enough people helping those with the virus on the ship. And so I'm sure he was feeling pressure, like immediate pressure from them to do something about it. But yet at the same time, like I think he did the correct thing. And I and I don't think he in this day and age people, especially public figures are being fired and I'm, I we spoke about this a little bit earlier. Uh, with like the president but i think public figures are getting fired way too easily mm-hmm. yeah it, it, especially yeah i mean it's the the quote like the things you have to do to get fired now it's like you mess up once and you're like all right you're out and so i i think it's right. it, it's a and- bad way to do things because eventually you just won't have anybody to do the jobs necessary Wow. And I mean, we talked about last time how the administration had been prepped essentially on how to resu- how to respond to a pandemic, but every single one of those top yeah. officials was gone. And now that the inspector general is being fired and here that a Navy captain is being removed for 
trying to get the Pentagon to hurry it up and yeah. saving lives. It's, uh, you know, we the idea in the executive branch is that people serve at the pleasure of the president and then in the military that they serve at the pleasure of their superiors. Because if you don't, I mean, it's true that if you don't have confidence in someone, then your organization is not going to be able to do well. If you can't trust someone to do their job properly and within the guidelines you set, then it's not the right person. But at the same time, you know, isn't a higher duty to the public, to the constitution? Don't they all swear an oath to, you know, do good and to protect lives? And to, yeah. And I don't know. also if he, if he had to do this because the method of doing it properly was too inefficient. And that also says something about the military in which they're not efficient enough to they like, they need to rework their system. And so I I'm hoping that, if he got fired, not only are lives being saved, but the military is rethinking their system of communication so that there is not another instance like this. So that people yes. don't lose their jobs that they've been so, working for their entire lives because they did the right thing. You know, I think morals should be coming, should, should be in front, uh, like should come before, I guess the regulation. Yeah. So in some ways I feel that, I mean, he did the right thing. Yeah. His removal while frustrating still makes sense in terms of how the military is supposed to function, but that just as much, as he received scrutiny for how he went about his methods about, you know, going outside the chain of command or if he leaked it or if he encouraged someone to leak it, then we should redouble our efforts and then scrutinizing yeah. his superiors in, in scrutinizing the acting secretary of the Navy, maybe in even making sure that our president chooses a good secretary of the Navy that isn't that is able to be yeah. approved by the Senate. Um, because I don't know how many exactly of the higher up positions in the government and military are still acting yeah. or temporary or provisional. And I guess this also ridiculous. comes back to what we talked about when I mentioned uh, last episode from the, like the qualm from the book that we were reading, Nate, which is like, Okay, so in this mm -hmm. case, if it's the guy that got fired, if it's not the the guy in charge of him, if it's not his fault because he wasn't acting in in like as the representative of like the president or whatever it is, essentially whose fault is it? Because it's not it can't be the guy who fired him's fault because he was working for the guy who's in charge of him and the guy in charge of him works for like the government or whatever directly like the government representative but then the government was the one that told them the to fire and so it's like in reality and then we voted the president up who put that guy in to office so it's like okay yeah so in the book the sort of yeah, tyrants, tyrants or i can't remember words. which one it was well the one with the yeah, you know yeah. it's not the sword's fault for you know, it, because the hand was moving the sword, it's not the hand's fault for the mind was moving the hand and it's not the mind's fault for it was serving the throne. The difference here is, you know, in the book, is faultless. the throne like is, it. yeah. you know, 
is faultless. It's Anything they do is for yeah, it's, is you know while perfect, right? Yeah, because everything goes to the well, throne here, and the throne embodies all. Yeah, and, you know, but here we, the general public, the us humans are the ones who, in the end, dictate yeah. what goes Which on. Which is why it's important to vote, people. Um, <laughs> um, and to make sure that you're properly represented by yes. filling out the census at 2020census.gov yeah. or my and so, I mean, uh, Because essentially, in real life, it's more of a cycle. Because you have the... Um, so somebody like this, instead of like a linear, like progression you have somebody like this it's the same thing somebody does something bad they get fired for it then the blame goes all the way up to the president the president was elected by us the people and so therefore the people are to blame but yet the people are the ones that are also working in these positions and getting fired for it so it's like what's like you know yeah yeah granted not the entire public is but um, portions of it. I think to round out this debatable topic, we will point the listener to there's an opinion article in the New York Times that's Captain Crozier is a hero, and it's written by Tweed Roosevelt, who's the great grandson of Theodore Roosevelt, the namesake of the ship that he commanded, the USS Theodore Roosevelt. And he tells the story of Theodore Roosevelt as an army officer volunteer um, who wrote what was called the Round Robin and was printed all over the nation, um, creating an uproar so that his soldiers who were starting to die um, from yellow fever and malaria so that they were able to come home. And he was later stimmied from getting the Medal of Honor. Um, basically, the military was you know, retaliating for doing that. But I like this, what he says. Of course, Roosevelt came out the winner. Who today remembers Russell Alger? And that's the secretary. In this era when so many seem to place expediency over honor, it is heartening that so many others are showing great courage, some even risking their lives. Theodore Roosevelt in his time chose the honorable course. Captain Crozier has done the same. So regardless of all of this debate, I think we all agree that he did the right thing and that, that if we were in that position, that should be this thing we did, even if it's harmful yeah. to the aura of the military. All right, so let's move on to topic A, debatable topic A. So our other topic that we don't have time today to go into it um, is about a growing trend among countries, including the United States, to end the or limit the export of essential medical supplies to other countries. So, for example, the United States is preventing us from preventing U.S. companies from moving masks to Canada, Germany, Cuba, um, as along with other important medical supplies. And so our question for you is, is there some special obligation for countries to prioritize their own citizens over humans in general or humanity in general? Um, is it really right for a country to say, we're going to prevent you from getting medical supplies because our citizens need them? What is the place really of countries and of nationality and of um, nationalism 
in a time like this, when a pandemic is spreading around the world without discrimination of country or origin. Um, so please record your thoughts or write your thoughts down. If you go to anchor.fm slash six dash feet dash apart, or look us up on Google six feet apart podcast, you'll see the link there. Um, you can record a message for us, send it to us, um, find our links to all of our platforms, go to our Twitter. Please do that. We, we um, would love to hear from you. And next episode, we will be taking that feedback, taking your ideas and including them in our own discussion on this topic. And if you want to email yes. us, so with that, you can also email us at podcast six feet apart at gmail.com or message us wanna, on Twitter. You know, if you want to write at apart underscore six, we need to unify all the handles. <laughs> we do. We do. <laughs> Just, um, I have a, I have one last thing. Yeah. You know, oh, yes. we want to make sure that we're always giving you advice on how to live. Um, <laughs> and so we have just two quick things. First, how you spend your day is how you spend your life. I think we're all starting to realize this a little bit more during this time being at home so much, but there's not some time for you when life will come into being where suddenly you'll realize, Oh, my life is good now. Or, you know, I've achieved everything every single day. You can define what your life is. So make sure that you're not just lying around or, I mean, if you want your life to be that, I suppose you could, but. Um, Are you calling Ian out right now? <laughs> you do be calling Ian yeah, out. I do though. do that. Hello, listeners. This is a new portion of our podcast where we challenge you with something to do before the next episode of Six Feet Apart. This episode's challenge is to read a chapter a day. It can be of any book you like, but I recommend reading The Traitor, Baru Cormorant by Seth Dickinson or Wild Seed by Octavia Butler. Feel free to send us a voice recording of your progress on Anchor. Thank you for listening to today's episode. If you'd like to listen to more episodes, you can find us on Anchor, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. You can also follow us on Twitter at apart underscore six, or you can support us at buymeacoffee.com slash six feet apart, where you can donate to us or become a member for $5 a month to get exclusive rewards. Lastly, thanks to Ian, Luke, and Nate for co-hosting this podcast. Special thank you to Ian for editing this episode, and thanks to you for listening to this episode. Remember to always stay six feet apart. I'll see you next time.